tell me the story of how Gabriella's come back too. All right. And the year's coming up to the Blitz. We pan over to an office where Gabriella is seated doing the usual keeping very rigorous track of thoughts and dreams that she is wont to do anyway. And I'll just do the rest of it, kind of like taking that turn. Right, normally these are started in a much more efficient manner, but I had one of those uh, unfortunate recap dreams, as it were, and it was like getting hit with every single horrible nightmare I've had the last month all at once. So I'll skip past the boring parts, because they're already sort of tracked in other sections of this journal. We were assigned to go and meet with a one Ainsley to go hang out and deal with his will. Not great time there, at least according to my nightmares. I met some folks there, fine folks. I guess fine folks is subjective, but still. And we had a very good time, and we almost escaped, and then we woke up in our homes, and that was fine. But then afterwards, we had to go to Oxford. People were attacked in libraries, people were attacked in hospitals. A nightmare monster showed up in the hospital. Again, recap dream, so it's all it's all hitting pretty hard. And then, you know, we died, I think, and then we didn't die, and I think I lost someone. I'm sure that won't matter, though. Mostly dreams. And then afterwards, I came home from what can I, I can only assume is a nightmare of a bender that I had while I was in Oxford. I haven't been to Oxford since, and I would honestly be a little embarrassed to show my face, given what I assume my actions might have been there. So we're here now. I've gotten to engage a lot more with my extracurricular secret society activities whose name I will omit for my writing, but will write, or will say out loud for my own posterity, The Twilight Shadow. And from there, I've gotten some handgun training. It seemed pertinent. I can't quite place why. And things have only gotten worse in London. Blitz is upon us. It is, well, it's poor for morale, and it's been keeping my office pretty busy for those who can afford it. But even then, very few can given the certain circumstances. So I've taken some cases pro bono. Certainly the mental acuity and health of the people of London could definitely use my help. And we're here now on Recap Nightmare Day. Not my favorite. I'm going to go get some coffee. While Gabriella goes to get coffee, why don't we go ahead and introduce this new cast of characters, excluding Gabriella, who we all know and love. How about we start with Finnick? Right, I have push to talk enabled. <laughs> I just started waving and talking. But... <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Fennec Foxfire. I use she, they pronouns. You can find me on just about everywhere at the Fennec Wolf. Um, I do things here with pseudonym social, Nerdsmith, a few other things. And I will be playing, gosh, I had her full name. I, I, I remember Frederica, I don't remember the rest of it. I'll be playing Freddy, who also uses she, they pronouns, an antique stealer who might not be on the most up and up part of the law. All right. After that, would we go to Brianna? It's Brianna Jean. Last season, I was Victoria McGuire. I'm sure we will see her again. But for this season, I'm playing... 
we'll just call her Lizzie for now. That's how she is known to most people. She's rather well off, works in a bunch of different circles. What her name is depends on who you ask, and she has quite a few questions about some things that happened, and she's been trying to figure it out after she finally got back to London. Alright. Next, we got Brian. Greetings, salutations, everyone. It's me, Brian. I played Deckard Lazarus last season. <laughs> we'll find out more if you'll ever come back. And this season, I am... I am playing Vinny uh, Yaga Lazarus. I am uh, off the Sushinok mining Idiotian Opa. Oh, uh, my apologies. That is, uh, I am searching for my idiot grandpa. I come from Gurlitz. I'm a PI. I'm 32 years old, and I really don't want to wish this to be doing this. I- I'd rather be helping the people. Yeah, and returning with my coffee. My name is Ian. I had unfortunately forgotten to introduce myself. I'm playing once again Gabriella Slaughter, the Jungian psychologist, who had some run-ins with some, you know, creatures whose names should be better left unsaid uh, that start with B and end with ogre. But I'm back, and although my memory has been, you know, torn to shreds and turned into dream stuff, my character sure is, you know, I don't know about enjoying themselves, but like she, she's gonna be okay, probably, right? I also use he, they pronouns, and you can find me on other stuff in pseudonym social, as well as in places that I'm sure will be added at the end of the show with my little, like, casting call thingy. All right. And I am John Vomit. I am going to be the uh, keeper of arcane secrets for this show. And without further ado, let's get into it. So it has been quite a few years since we last saw Gabriella. Since then, the war has escalated, taking most of the world in to the dark shadow that unfortunate times have brought upon the world. And among that are many, many stories which are told on big screens about guns and violence and people fighting in the trenches or in tanks or whatever. But these stories are going to be a little bit different. They're going to be following that of investigators keeping the world safe while everyone else is fighting amongst themselves. And so, without further ado, season two. It all begins with a blitz. Germany is bombing London almost daily, nightly. And the people of London are... (coughs) Forget to breathe sometimes. (laughs) The people of... Yeah, we're getting getting the jitters out right now. please breathe. (laughs) The people of London are tired. Most of them have either fled into the countryside or are taking up arms to fight the great evils that are destroying their homes, cities, and 
trying to resist against the Black Curtain, which is befalling most of Europe. We'll go ahead and start with Gabriel, who is still in London, doing the work that she has studied for all these years. Gabriella, go ahead and tell us, what are you doing this morning? Right. Gabriella is probably getting ready with some coffee. She never took to tea in the same way that, like, you know, anybody else who lives in London long term does. Which suits her just fine. She doesn't really mind. This is probably the very last of the coffee, or, like, close to it due to rations and everything. So she's probably going to savor it as best she can. And I think currently they're just... If it's morning, they're flipping through the newspaper and getting ready for what can only be assumed to be a very difficult and exhausting day. A lot of the days have been difficult and exhausting. I think since Gabriella was last seen, her hair has gotten longer. She has some scars that she can't account for where she got them. She looks a little bit more, like, threadbare in terms of, like, fashion sense. She still has a big coat, but it's a little bit more worn down. And... She now almost always carries on her person a Walther P-38. Out of a sense of sudden comfort after the, the time in Oxford of like, there were times where I felt like I could have used this, which really concerns her more than anything else, of like, why would I have needed this? But also, she hasn't seen Father Blackwell since Oxford. She hasn't been able to contact him either, so she's definitely been very worried since then. But after a while, even the big worries start to sort of meld into all the other anxiety. So she's finishing her coffee. As Gabriella finished her coffee, there's a knock at the door. Getting started early. All right. And she sort of puts the, the mug aside and folds up the newspaper and goes off to the side because I imagine she has it kind of split where her office is on one side and like everything she needs for that and then the rest of her home is on the other, in the flat. So she steps out and goes to answer the door. And at the door, you see a Miss Goddard. You've gotten quite a, well acquainted with Miss Goddard. She's been living in the uh, flat above you. Hmm. She moved in a couple years ago. Just after uh, you had gotten back from Oxford, you had seen the moving truck come in, and there she was. A woman who's seems to do pretty well for herself. You're not quite sure why she would live in such a small apartment if she's always so well-dressed and has all these amazing things. You've been up there a couple of times, but here she is in front of you, and she's... Ah, Gabriella, I was wondering, do you have any of that American coffee still? You know, I do have a small amount left. You know what, that I had a terrible night and I've had my fill, so... I would be happy to get you some. And, ooh, mind Bosco. And I point at my Doberman. He's still here. He's just sleeping. But yeah, I, I invite her to go over to the little coffee pot and start making a little more. All right. Yeah, that that dog has more plot armor than I'll that ever dog have. will outlive us all when I Yeah. I am okay with this. <laughs> so she comes in and, uh, have you heard the news? I do some light reading, but I prefer to hear it from other people. But last night, apparently, there was a shootout at the bank. Oh. Oh. Under the cover of the 
Risky? Was anyone hurt? Well, it seems that the um, constabulary was able to prevent anything from bad to happening to any of the tellers or anybody. But what was the really strange thing was that they were wearing German uniforms. A little far out of the way, aren't they? Yes, and to be robbing a small... Well, I mean, it was just the bank in this little borough of London. It wasn't like the National Treasury or anything. Right, that seems like a waste of resources is a good way to put it. Yeah, strange. Well, she takes the cup of coffee out of your hand as soon as it's done brewing. But thank you for the coffee. I've, I've been having the worst hangovers. Oh. Ran out of tea recently, and you know how it is after you've gone so long without caffeine. Right. Mrs. Gother, do take care of yourself. Just because it's a war out there doesn't mean it has to be a war in here, and I point to the brain. <laughs> Absolutely. Are we still on for our Wednesday appointment? Oh, yes, of course. All right. Well, I'll see you then. Have a great day, Gabriella. Yes, you take care of yourself. Will do. And she goes ahead and walks outside, and Gabriella closes the door behind her. Which gives us some time to get into... Eeny, miny, moe... Finley! This... What is Finley doing in London this early in the morning? Getting some breakfast. And checking some possible leads. Do you go out to breakfast or do you cook breakfast for yourself? I am a very I am a very busy man. I go out for breakfast. Okay. So you go out to breakfast. There's a very nice cafe uh, owned by a uh, French woman who has just moved in. Yes, what can I get for you? Bonjour, mademoiselle. Bonjour. May I get a croissant and one cup of your finest black coffee? I'm sorry to say, but we are we are out of coffee. Oh. Could I get you some tea? Oh, that is fine. Absolutely enough. Ready for you soon. Ah, thank you, thank you. And she goes back and she she gets everything prepared for you. She hands you a cup of tea and it is... It's alright. It's not great. Rations aren't going all that well and uh, you know that we're probably getting down to the dregs. This is what the Americans usually buy. Finley puts on the best smile on his face and goes... Saint Monifique. Ah, very good. Thank you very much. She rolls her eyes and the. Uh, I know it is shit. I wouldn't drink that myself. Ah, I did not want to at least try to encourage a bad day for you. I understand times are tough. The Germans are the ones who are causing the bad day, so I must get back to work. Enjoy. Finley let out a sad sigh. Bye, 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 bye. 
Oh, Shadow Dust is not so good. Um, he pulls out his notepad and starts to take over, look over his note, notes, and goes, Ah, uh, Opa, mm. ah, grandfather, um, English, um, Grandpa, where are you? I swear I'm going to smack you. Especially for, for Oma Henrietta. Take a shit, sip of the tea and just goes, Oh, shiza! Oh, fictish! And I just push the cup away. At this point, another man walks in and he seems to order some food and he goes to sit down. He looks at you with a quizzical look, gets up and walks over. Ah, hello. He has this very thick accent that you're not familiar with. Sounds almost Creole, Jamaican, maybe. Which I'm not going to do because that feels Hmm. bad. American? Maybe, maybe American. How are you, does, um, how may I help you this morning? Because you are, obviously you need something if you're just going to approach me when this is a empty cafe. Ah, well, it might be an empty cafe, but you, you strike me as a man who is looking for something. Hmm. Or someone. And he watches you intently. Ah, yes. It is someone. Hmm. Is it a lover? No, it's not a lover. No, not a lover. He seems to be, like, muttering off to the side as if he was talking to somebody who isn't there. <sighs> and then he looks back at you and just... Oh, your grandfather. <clears throat> Now, you see, I'm a very rational man, and you see, you could have just been taking a look at my notes. You see, you might be judging from the way I look, I react from the from the way you speak. I'm not going to think you you have some kind of supernatural powers. But yes, I'm looking for my grandfather. I'll consider that a lucky guess, or maybe you cheated. Perhaps I have, perhaps I haven't. And perhaps the supernatural is more natural than you believe. Finley rolls his eyes. But may I may I sit with you? Yes, please. Join me. I'll have to be honest. The spirits are talking a great deal about you. There's some discourse that is new in this world new by a couple of years now a new new evil or not an evil we don't know yet but there's an unrest and it revolves around you someone is watching you watching over you no not over you leering at you Finley is looking at the Stranger, eyeing him down, adding his full description, what he just said to his notes, and goes, You have just added yourself to my to my list, stranger. But you see, I at first I was just taking you as just some passerby who 
was looking for maybe some change for a fortune telling. But now you are sounding just like mine, Opa, from his letters. Finley gets a very serious look on his face. My nana would like to see my Opa again. Do you know where he is? I don't. But perhaps, maybe, the cards can tell us a little bit more. Perhaps they can guide you in a direction that you need to go. Or perhaps it'll just be me asking for a meal in a clever and more artistic way. I don't know whether to trust your words or to ignore you. You intrigue me. Maybe it's time I listen to my grandfather's old stories and entertain your cards while I treat you to a croissant. Oh, I would much appreciate that. Yes, my nopa always told me, a stranger is just a friend you have not met. So, please, join me. Pulls out his cards in this red silk cloth and lays them out on the table. Shuffles and splits the deck and shuffles some more and splits the deck and shuffles some more and splits the deck. And he asks for your left hand on the top of the uh, cards. And he places his left hand on top of the cards. Now, just think about your opa. Think about him long and hard. And when you feel ready, release your hand. Finley concentrates. He remembers the last time they spoke, they had an argument, and that he was glad he was leaving the house because he just embarrasses the family. Then, when he was a teenager, Deckard always being there for him. And then as a child, sitting on his knee and hearing his stories of looking for monsters. He focuses on the last bit when he was younger, and then he lets his hand go. And he places three cards face down. Let's see. Oh, yes. Yes, I see. You have very fond memories of this man. You see the Six of Cups. Very fond memories. You used to listen to his stories, but she became a skeptic. You must grow up? Ah, yes. The age of not believing. I nearly fell into that myself once, but... Here we are, playing with over-glorified playing cards. No. I have come to the age to learn to respect the ways of other cultures. And sometimes you cannot answer for what you cannot see or understand. Sometimes there's an answer out there. I'm learning to be more open to more things. Mm. He flips the middle card. Your present. Present you are searching. You're searching in all of the right places and soon the door will open up to you and everything will come tumbling down as you see the tower. There's always hope after the tower falls, and 
light. There is always light in the darkness, but a storm is coming, and you will you will have to find some way to survive it and overcome it if you wish to find him. If a storm is on the way, I will do as my opa told me to always do. In the time of crisis, become a beacon, a light. So I will be that light in the storm, in the darkness. And I will reach my opa. Thank you for the warning. Of course. Would you like the final card? Before you reveal this final card, takes one deep breath. Go ahead. And he flips the card and you see the devil. There's fire and flames all over this card, and you see two ghosts being held by chains in the um, hands of the of this devil, with one hand up and one hand down. Mm, I see. Mm. The future is never set in stone. You can always change it, but perhaps look out for things that might. Try to bind you. I wouldn't want you to be like these lovers here. Bound by the chains of their desire. I fear that if you do not heed that one, we may never meet again. But... And then you see the woman bring out a croissant. I think that's about as much time as we have. The spirits are pulling me away now. Thank you for the croissant. Oh, very welcome. And Finley stops taking notes about every one of the cards and underlines the final warning. Your words have not fallen on deaf ears. Good to hear. Thank you. He strides out. Yes. Curious. <laughs> now, what is uh, Frederica doing uh, this fine morning after a very terrible bombing? She is probably in her little tiny apartment. Just a little flat, like above a butcher shop or something, and just wakes up, groans into a lumpy mattress, and says something in Russian, um, like the equivalent of damn. Wait, why not the butcher shop? So it would be a former butcher shop, given what happened last time. Oh no, I forgot! That's the best part. If the butcher shop is still standing, then that that that's good news, right? That's nope. That's fine. Oh no! I guess we'll find out. <laughs> oh man, deep cut. Really, really love it. We don't know what happened. We right, never so... found out oh, what happened. Man. There are other butcher shops in London, but this one is shop. the same one. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This one just happens to be this very same one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Alright, back to it. That's, oh, that's no. rough. <laughs> 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 <Don't Seven laughs> oh god. Rats lungs back. <laughs> Alright, back to With you oh. all his oh, name. Oh, yeah, really, like it's just roll some dice there. <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> the vampire's attack? <laughs> you might get shot. You might have a chandelier fall on you. No. 
If Finley heard all this, he's just, um, never mind, I'm going home. <laughs> You're more like the chandeliers Sorry. of higher possibility than getting shot. <laughs> this is all just bloopers. Let's go ahead and restart that for you, F. <laughs> okay, but, so Frederica, or Freddy, wakes up, very lumpy old mattress, kind of groans. We'll say that it's above a bookshop. It's mm-hmm. The bookshop has fallen on hard times, obviously, with the blitz and everything and everybody moving out of London, but it's a small little loft, just big enough to put a stove to heat a kettle on and a couple bookshelves in a bed. On the far wall is a board that just has, like, different articles taped to it and bunches of notes and strings, but you don't need to worry about that now. That can, that can come later, and, um... She just stretches, says a couple words, mixture of, like, Russian and German, and goes to put the kettle on and wake up. Alright, as you wake up, birds are chirping, and you see out your window a couple of people are trying to clear out the debris that fell in the night. Not a pleasant sight, and as they are excavating it, you see a hand reaching out of the rubble. Ah, shite. Roll sanity. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> I failed that. Welcome, Welcome to the game. Welcome to the show. Hey, pew, 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 pew. All right. Yep. When I made the sheet, that's what it rolled for me. It was 40, <laughs> so. I'm so sorry. It's okay, I didn't realize I could say something, So, but we're here now. Alright, now roll a d2. Do I once again have the highest sanity of the group, and if so, how? I got a one. Alright, you, you lose one sanity. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's not terrible. Yeah. I gotta siphon you guys off at some point. So, you see this, and you drop whatever pan you have onto either the stove or the floor. And it, it's just hitting you. It's it's just not your morning. It's terrible. It's bleak. It's gray. It's raining. It's London. Hmm. Fucking London. All right. Why am I still even here? <sighs> well, as the morning progresses, you eat and you head out into the world. Where do you go? She would get dressed it, it's a very newsy style kind of outfit suit but it's it's still feminine enough to look it's a skirt and everything but it looks like pants from far away they would head to the antique store they help run and just start kind of going through the uh, whatever they got and starting to appraise whatever's there and just you know typical day trying to ignore what's going on in London. Alright, and you see new sailors on the road, you see people excavating buildings, not too unlike the one that you saw earlier, but seeing hands coming out of the rubble. And you get to where you're going. Yeah, it's probably an antique shop that's called, like, the King's Crown. She takes, pulls a key out of her, her pocket and unlocks the door, puts a sign on that says they're open, and 
goes to the desk where there's like a bunch of various trinkets stacked up that she appraises and looks at and um, if there's one that's a little more valuable then it might get slipped into her bag for later to um be appraised at home and then come back looking it's the same one you can't tell the difference right well freddy has this plan in mind opening the door just in her head and she looks out on rubble as she opens the door what remains of the antique store is the frame that held the door well shit alright that's okay that's the kind of day we're having today alright I'm still figuring out her accent which is why it keeps changing (laughs) no you're fine you're fine alright well that's right Okay. So the pub it is. And just goes to the pub. Alright. Do you have a favorite pub? Ah, uh, it's probably one that she's gone to since pubs in England are more like kind of communal dining yeah. spaces. It's probably one that's like <laughs> two blocks away from work and they know her pretty frequently. Alright, you get there and it's closed. Bullocks. <laughs> Fucking bullocks. <laughs> Yeah, it's really ate my morning. I've been rolling for how well y'all's mornings is going. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Nat one. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I think Freddy just looks at it and just scoffs and is like, probably just goes to the nearest park. It's, it's, it's like, oh, fuck it, I'll faff around and see what's out there. Trouble. You go to the park, and it's on fire. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh my god! Seriously? <laughs> you see the fire um, crew is trying to put out the flames, but a bomb didn't go off last night, and then, unfortunately, somebody walked into it, and... <laughs> yeah, you're breathing them in, and... Yeah, there's fire oh, and At one point, you just go home and go back to bed. Right, alright, we're just, um... Right, nope, that's... <laughs> fuck it, back to bed. Alright, so home. you head back home. <laughs> She's got beer at home. You get back home, and on your bed are three rats. Oh. They just stare at them for good long minute, eyebrow raised, like, are you going to get off, or am I going to have to make you? And then they start moving around, but then they start bumping into walls. What? She is three blind mo- Ah, fuck, mate. The rats also <laughs> rolled just like the worst day ever. I assume she has, like, a shoebox, and she dumps it out, and there's a bunch of, like, handwritten letters, and she's like, ah, right. Not those, and just very, and they're written in very feminine handwriting, and just very carefully sets them on the desk, and then just starts using the box to get them. Right, come on, get, get in the fucking box, and I will put you outside, and I put you in a pod. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Alright, and you put them outside, and they just look straight up at you, look to the street, and then look right back at you. <laughs> I, do I look like I'm running a bloody charity? And then you just see them. Very slowly walk off into the street. Uh, Alright, come here, come here. <laughs> they, t- they turn around and run right back to you. She crouches down, puts her palm out, and picks them up. Right. Ground rules. 
you ain't eating my shit, I will feed you, and you don't do none of the <laughs> Just don't eat any of the books. And puts them gently back in the box and carries them inside. You look at the, at the uh, <laughs> you look at the uh, bookshelf for the first time after saying that. And the bookshelf is oh. absolutely fine. <laughs> because we don't hate books here. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. Devastating. We found the druid. <laughs> I don't want to be. We found the green wheel recruit. Also, I have to say congratulations on being a Disney princess in a horror show. Puts them in the box and, like, gets a couple rags back in there and, like, sets them in. I don't... Do you all use blankets? I don't know what you all use here. Blankets. It's a couple rags. You see one of them hop out and run over to where you have a uh, pack of beers. And it, with its small little hands, pulls the beer up and then rolls it back to the, um, rolls it back to the box. And one of them is at the box and pries it open with their teeth. Alright, you shits ain't bad. Starts <laughs> drinking. And that was that's been your morning. <laughs> that's not the strangest thing wow. she's ever encountered. They're your buddies. <laughs> it is probably bottom shelf beer with the the rations. Oh no. Oh, uh, that's devastating. Congratulations, you now have an army of mice that like to have a good okay, taste in beer, or the same taste in beer. <laughs> the rats do not have plot armor. No! Oh no! Oh, that's devastating. So, what would you like to do with the rest of your morning? Probably after the first beer, Frederica like, sits in an office chair she has and just stares at the wall of articles. <laughs> and clicks her tongue against her teeth and just they try and figure out what the heck happened that night with Angelica because it's still not making any sense. <laughs> Alright. It's at that point. Oh, if it's bloody rent, it's not due till Wednesday. Gets up and opens the door. Uh, yes, um... Are you Frederica? Just call me Freddy, Mike. Alright, Freddy. I'm here with your insurance claim for damages done to your establishment. That was fast. Yeah, uh, Freddy kind of raises an eyebrow like, you got here quick. I haven't even filed a report. <laughs> we got word from a... Uh, it was a priest? I don't have priests on staff, but sure. Bless God and country. Takes another sip of the beer. Look, everything's up in flames. We're trying our best. If a priest tells us that bloody antique shop is burning down, we gotta, we gotta follow it up, unfortunately. Do you want the 10,000 pounds or not? I, I might not take 10,000. I ain't gonna say no to 10,000 pounds. What was the name of this priest so I can buy him a drink? Uh, he flips through his notes. Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
two very different people in very different parts of the city immediately, immediately perk up and don't know why. It's my boy. Some priest by the name of Blackwell. Right. Don't suppose he left an address <laughs> that I can look at. Uh, no. No, he didn't. Right. It shouldn't be too hard to find him. Alright, hand it over. He writes out the check. Hands it to you. Hey. God save you, God bless the Queen, yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about the Queen. I'm American. <laughs> That's fair. And he leaves, because in this world all insurance men are Americans. Frederica just sighs and actually puts on men's trousers because if she's going out to deposit money and then find this priest because who, how the, you know flip did he know about her place falling down? She's going to be in sensible pants while doing so. Alright, and as you're getting ready, the rats are looking at the check. I, I, what, you want, you want to come to the bank? They look at you and they shake their head. And they grab the check and start running. <laughs> you little shoes! Goodbye, check. Why would you put it where they can get it? <laughs> she, she just starts chasing them around the apartment while grab, trying to grab them and the check without ripping it. Goodbye, 10,000 pounds. Rich, remember rich. Oh no. It was on the table. <laughs> 10,000 pounds. Two dollars. It was 19, a lot of money. Forty-one. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah, that's why she's chasing the rats. Two million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you did you over overbook it a little bit? You just jeez. She had to put on pants. All right, so um, the rats are taking off with a uh, two million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frederick is giving the door shut. They can't go anywhere. <laughs> shoot those rats on tight. No, yeah, like full stop, full stop. Frederick I would go stop those rats. Like, trying to scoop them up and get the check Drive out of their mouths. All right, uh, go ahead and. <laughs> what would I even make you roll for that? Roll dexterity. Crossing my fingers oh. for you. Hey, success! All right, you managed to catch the rats and. You put nice. them in their box, and they... If rats could snicker, you feel like they were they would be snickering right now. Because that's, that's the type of sound that's uh -huh. coming out of their mouth as they open another beer. <laughs> Listen here, you little shits. You ain't getting any cheese now. Goes to leave to deposit the check. They put the beer back. <laughs> And as you're closing the door, you see the three rats are um, following you down the street. <laughs> I thought you didn't let... It... Come on. And she holds out a hand to like put them in her coat pocket. The pocket that doesn't have the check in it. Yes, the other pocket. <laughs> rats along her back. <laughs> Anyways. Surprise, I'm Bruno. I would like to voice that with the confidence in which you brought in the rats and all the hijinks that they got up to, I thought they were pre-planned. Like, I thought you just like, yeah, no. and also my character has three, like, comic relief rats nope. in case we need a moment to, like, breathe. I just roll with it. All right, next up. Oh, man, that was great. Me. Brianna. 
Lizzie. Charlene. She hates it when people call her that. Tell me. <laughs> she hates it so much. Well, guess what? I'm the keeper. That's a PC. So, Lizzie, what are you doing? It depends if she has a job to do or if she has a free day. She has a free day. So, since she got back to London, which took a lot longer than planned, she's been trying to piece together what happened a couple years ago. <laughs> and she hasn't found a lot. Like, how, how much would she have been able to piece together? Go ahead and roll investigation, then. Okay. Um, there's intelligence. I don't know if... I can't... <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do intelligence. Okay. Yeah, so that's a 32, and my intelligence is 70. That happened pretty well for you. So, you've pieced together that there was a dinner party that you were invited to that you didn't go to, for reasons. And that the people who were there went off to their own merry directions after burning down the estate that you were promised. You have a feeling that your brother is involved somehow. You have been able to track down one of the people to London by the name of Gabriella. Okay. How long have I known about her? You have just recently known about her. Okay. Just after your manor was burned to the ground, something happened in Oxford, which involved a Gabriella. Okay. So if I know who she is, and have I been able to piece together anything else about, like, where she works or anything? Actually, yes. You found... In the wreckage of your father's house, you found a lockbox where he was keeping records of his co communications between uh, Gabriella and himself. Okay, she probably has that and everything else she's been able to, everything else she was able to recover somewhere in her apartment, which is in a place where she's confident her brother will never find her, because. Just someone she doesn't want to talk to until she has all of the proof to ruin his day, because that is her favorite thing in the world. Alright. So, but I think since she just found out about Gabriella, she's not going to approach immediately. So she's just going to dress, you know, nondescript, blend in with the crowd, and start surveilling. Alright. Hang out around, like, where she works. My house? <laughs> <laughs> she works at her house? <laughs> I work at my flat. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're watching Gabriella through her own window. She's found somewhere, like, across the street. She's not, like, poking her head in the window. She's She knows how to covertly right. surveil. No, for sure. Alright, so as you're as you're watching, go ahead and roll spot hidden for me. Gabriella wouldn't notice anyway, you're fine. <laughs> hey, me or your Gabriella? Both. <laughs> Let's see who eyeballs the best. It's still not letting me roll, but I got a fifty-nine out of twenty-five. I don't notice anything. I oh I forgot it my spot hidden was really high. 
So I got a 67 out of 70. I needed a hard success from you, Gabriella, but I didn't I didn't mention that, so Oh, it's okay. Yeah, so beginning of the day, nothing nothing really happens. You're watching the flat, you're watching as she works, and you see um a lady come down and ask for something and then walk out with a cup of coffee. Yeah, and I'm Picture she's chill, go and walk around, and like if there's like any shops nearby, just blending in and keeping an eye. Okay, go ahead and roll spot hidden again. Okay, come on. That's a 38, but my spot hidden is still 25, so. You're still walking around, you're still doing the thing, and. As Gabriella has no real reason to think that anybody's watching, I'm not going to have Gabriella roll right now. No, that's fine. But you start to get distracted. She seems just like a normal psychiatrist, but it's her upstairs neighbor that really draws your attention. Do I recognize her upstairs neighbor? No, you don't recognize her. No. But you realize that every time that Gabriella goes into a meeting with a, a client, you see that the upstairs neighbor picks up the phone. You have been listening to Beyond the Crumbling Veil, a Call of Cthulhu 70 actual play podcast by Styx Helix Productions as part of Pseudonym Social a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. If you're enjoying this show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or Podchaser or wherever you're listening to help other people find this lovely spooky tale. Beyond the Crumbling Veil is DM'd by John Vohman of Sticks Helix Productions, with Brian as Finley Jaeger Lazarus, Ian Ramos as Gabriella Slaughter, Fennec Foxfire as Frederica Newman, and Brianna Jean is Charlene Elizabeth Amesley. The show is also produced by Brianna Jean. If you don't want to wait to find out what happens next, you can get early access to our episodes by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. You can also find out more information about our other shows at pseudonymsocial.com and support our various productions. 